Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for today. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for showers of blessings. Thank you for your will being done in the name of Jesus. Father, Holy Spirit, we ask that you reign upon these people the reign of the Holy Spirit, that they may grow and become what you want them to be. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. We bind every negative force and negative power of the enemy, and we say the will of God is done amongst the people of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right. We've been talking about seven great principles. How many have heard about the seven great principles? You heard a little at least. Can I see your hand? Please, can I see your hand? This is, all right. How many have been blessed so far? All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right, thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Jesus' name, amen. All right, we, what's the first principle, first great principle we talked about? Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives inside a body. Amen. Amen. What is principle number two? Dead and desperately wicked. All right, principle number three. Let's say it again. Amen. That, that means that somebody who is born again, all right, his spirit is righteous and truly holy. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. All right, because it, it doesn't mean that it, we, we're, the point we are making is that it's not when you go to church that you become righteous. I used to go to church from the time I was born. In fact, I was baptized when I was about eight days old. I was baptized in a church. And I used to go to church, and I went to a, a Catholic school. And when we go to the, the school, there was something like a church every morning. You understand? We used to have mass, and I used to pray, and I used to say Hail Mary. I used to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and in heaven, give us our daily bread, and uh, forgive us our trespasses, as forgive them that trespass against us. There's no temptation, deliver us from evil, and for that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. I used to say it like a parrot. You see, it was, it was meaningless to me. And, and you can say, just like you can say, Peter Papa Peck, a pick of pickle pepper, a peck of pickle pepper, Peter Papa Peck. That is how our Father and all these other prayers become. Because it's meaningless. Hallelujah. But when you come into Christ, and you are born again, alright, or you are saved, it's the same word. You are saved, or you are born again. Hallelujah. Or you are renewed. Some people say regenerated. It's the same thing. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's a born again church. Yes, it's a born again. Every church should be born again. Why? <laughs> Every church should be born again because yeah. Jesus said you cannot in the first place come into the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again. You see, so when we say the spirit of a saved man or somebody who is born again, his spirit is now new. You have a new heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and God wants everybody to be born again. You must be born again. Otherwise, you can never really change. You can make New Year's resolutions. You can make, uh, uh, you can determine, you can promise. I know some people, they are unfaithful to their wives. And they promise their wife, I will never do it again. Forgive me, forgive me. And they go back and they do the same thing. And they come back and they cry and they are truly sorry. And you can sense that they want to change, but they don't have the ability to change. Because you can't change on your own. It is only when you get born anew in your spirit that you have the ability to turn around and become a new person. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying this morning? So God is saying that we need to be changed inside. And we need to understand it. You understand it? Because we need to understand what has happened. And that is what these seven great principles are all about. I would advise you to get the cassette. Listen to each cassette about five times. Listen to it like a radio. Sometimes we put on the radio, listening to nonsense, just going on, bad things that you are hearing, funny music by demonic people. You are just listening to it, listening to it. Put on cassettes. That's right. Which the preaching. Put it on like that, even if you are not listening. But means you catch glimpses and snatches here and there. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So, man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. I learned that at a medical school even. When I saw the dead bodies we were dissecting, I knew immediately that man is more than a physical body. It has to be more than that. Whenever you go to a funeral or you go to a wakekeeping, it will strike you that there must be more to life than this. Because if this is all that life is, you see a 25-year-old girl lying down on a, on a wakekeeping bed and you know that there must be more to life than what we are seeing. You understand what I'm talking about? And then it's, it's, it strikes you that there must be something beyond it. And that's why God says that man is a spirit. Hallelujah. And you, your spirit will continue living afterwards. When, even when your physical body, your container dies. Hallelujah. Alright, and then we say that the spirit of an unsaved man is dead. And desperately wicked. And that is why there's so much wickedness in the world. That's why we are, we are all wondering what is going to happen with the party politics. That is coming up. Aren't we wondering? Yeah. We are all wondering who is going to come next. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Why? Well, because we don't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. They come and they say they are building a nation, Ghana, they are doing this, they are doing that. But we know that many of them have wrong motives. Because the spirit of an unsafe. That's why if we get a believer standing for elections, we should vote for him. Yeah. Because, anyway, sometimes the believers took a shock. <laughs> We will vote for the right person. You let them start the party politics. Then we will see what to do. Hallelujah. But, but we are all wondering. We are wondering what's happening. Hallelujah. Because we are not sure of mankind. In the heart of man is, is wicked. You understand? You see Bokasa. You see Amin. You see Hitler. You see all kinds of wicked people. Saddam. And so on. Alright. So the spirit of a saved man is that when you get saved, something happens to you Where? Where? Oh, I said where? Inside. I said where? Inside. In your spirit. Right. Amen. There is no change on your body. If you had jerry curls before, after you still have jerry curls. If your lips were black, maybe you've been smoking but your lips are black, it's still black after. There's no change on your physical body. If you are tall, you are still tall. If you are married, you are still married. It doesn't change you physically. If you are very intelligent, it doesn't change your intelligence. It, it, it even improves the intelligence. 
in a way. Hallelujah. But there's, there's no change in your physical body. It's that the change is in your heart. We have good hearts when you are really born again. Hallelujah. Alright, principle number, that's, so principle number one, let's take it again. Principle number one, quickly, man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives inside a body. Principle number two. The spirit of an unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked, alright? What's principle number three? Alright, principle number four. Let's, let's say it again. After you are saved, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. You see, when you get born again, that's not the end of it. It's that, that's the beginning. You understand what I'm saying? That, that is why many people get into problems. They say, ah, but this man he says he's born again. Look at what he's doing. Yes. You see, a baby Christian is almost like an unbeliever. They behave almost similar, in a similar way. Only there's a change in the heart, but apart from that, they, they, they are doing the same things. That's why you must grow. And, and we talk about different things that babies do. Babies do anything that they feel like. Babies cry a lot. My house, I've got two babies, and they are crying all the time. All the time they are crying. And that is how Christians are. They are baby Christians. They are often hurt. Uh, I don't want to do that. I won't, I won't come to church anymore. The man is talking about me. I knew that he was saying that because I saw him the last time. I told him that I know that this. That is a baby Christian. I'm going to another church and so on. That is a baby. Or easily hurt, easily crying. And, and babies can't control themselves. Anytime, anywhere, they will do whatever they want to do. Isn't it? You may be in a room with a baby. Suddenly you smell something very foul. Very terrible scent will come into the home. And you know that the child has just felt free there in spite of the visitors and in spite of everybody who is around. And that is how a baby Christian is. He can't control his body. We're going to talk about that today. He just, just does anything that he wants. Fornication, smoke. I know some Christians who smoke, who drink, who do anything. I mean, it doesn't bother them at all. Even though they are Christians. And they can't control because they are babies. They are tiny. Even after they got born again, they've never really grown. And that's why you need to go to church. That's why you need to read your Bible. Because it's only by reading your Bible every day. It's only by coming to church, fellowshipping regularly, that you can really grow. Hallelujah. We talk about a child. They said a child is unstable and unsteady. Now you see him, now you don't. A, a child, a child is, 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 not, is not settled. And it's, it's even like marriage. That's why you, children don't marry. Like four years or five years, they don't marry. Because they are, not, they, are not, they are not settled. They are not committed. But when you grow up, you realize that I have to stay with this person or that. But a three-year-old or five-year-old child cannot marry. But when they grow up to a point, then they realize that I can marry. You know, and you decide that I'm going to marry Julie or Araba or whoever and you decide that it's going to be Araba all the way. Amen. 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 So a child becomes, you, you grow from a baby stage. And let me tell you, some of you, some of you are babies. And some of the problems that you are having, they are just because you are a baby. Don't worry. As you grow, hallelujah, you will overcome those problems. Don't let them discourage you and don't let the devil tell you that you are not a believer. You are. Because the devil will come and lie to you say, you are not like the rest of them. You are, you are a deceiver. You are a hypocrite. If you were really born again, you wouldn't do what you are doing. That's the devil speaking to you. Right. You are going to grow. Hallelujah. You're going to make it. Just give yourself some time. Just give yourself some time. you see that you will get stronger. As I said last week, if a tree dies, if the tree is really dead, the leaves will come off. Right. At a point, the leaves will come off. It will not come off immediately, but once the tree is dead, just give it some time. The leaves will come off. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is how it is. We don't, we, nobody is perfect. Even Pastor Eddie sitting here is not perfect. He's clearly not perfect. 
How many agree with me? Pastor Eddie is not perfect. He shouldn't have agreed. <laughs> but he's not perfect. Hallelujah. So you will grow. All right. What is principle number fi- uh, five? Is it the next principle? After you are saved, your mind is still the same. It must be what? Renewed. We talked about that last week. All right. Your mind, you know, you have the same ideas. And unless you get programmed into the word, you will never really, your mind will not change. You see, when you get born, it doesn't affect your mind. You have to understand that. For instance, if you love Bob Marley music, when you get born again, after you get born, you, Bob Marley will still be your great. I knew some people, Michael Jackson, look, they had Michael Jackson pictures in their room like that. Posted, you see him, when you enter the room, you see Michael Jackson standing there, doing sources of things. They had the videos, Michael Jackson, Thriller, this, that, so on. And they were born again. They got born again and the man was still in the house with them. T-shirts with Michael Jackson. But as they grew, hallelujah, as they grew, as they grew, their mind got renewed and they began to realize that, listen, the word of God teaches that music has an effect on you. The type of music that you listen to affects you. It affects your mood. And it, it, can, it can induce you to do certain things. Why do you think that when it's time for smooching, we will play certain numbers? When it's time for smooching, they turn off the lights, they play certain music. When you go to a disco, you hear certain songs. She's fresh, she's fresh, she's exciting. What does it mean? It means a woman is fresh. The woman is fresh. She's exciting for me tonight. Now when you listen to that song, do you think it will not affect you? Come on. I said, come on, don't pretend. And we've got to let so after they got after they got renewed in their mind, you see that's what they, when you get born again, you are virtually there's just a change in your heart, but your mind is the same. Yeah. So when they started to hear the word of God, they were coming to church and so on, they said, No, this thing must change. And now they don't have all those things there. Now they have worship music, wow. other Christian music, and there's a whole variety. If you like fast music, there's fast Christian music. If you like cool worship type of music, there's cool. If you like middle blues, there's Christian blues. Any type of thing, there's Christian reggae, there's Christian reggae. That's reggae. Isn't it reggae? So you can have the same thing in a Christian form. Amen. Oh, I said amen. And, 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 and you have the same thing and you, you will be blessed and it will be a good thing. Let me tell you some music. God told David was, David was sent to help Saul. Saul was tormented by demons. And David went to play the harp. And Bible said when he played the harp, the evil spirits left Saul. Mm. Mm. Music caused demons to leave somebody. Don't you think that other music... Yeah. You know, even there's music which attracts snakes. You know that music attracts snakes? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, so it's important to come to church, to hear the word of God, and get your mind renewed. There are so many issues. Some people don't like white men. Some people don't like black. Some of you are Ashanti, you don't like Evans. Some of Evans don't like Ashanti. Some of you are fair, you don't like, you don't like half caste. So half caste are bad. Minus me. I mean, these, are, these things are in your mind. And, and when you get born again, these things will still be there. Some women don't trust men. In fact, some women, they don't trust. As for a man, never trust a man. And they're Christians, they're born again. They don't, they don't trust men because of some experience they've had. But you can trust a Christian man. Yeah. I said you can trust a Christian man. Can I have an amen? Amen, amen from the sisters. Yeah. Hallelujah. Alright, so after you get born again, your mind, you need the word. You need the word. The word. Emilia, you need the word. And you can never have enough of the word. 
Carlos, you need a word. Jojo, you need a word. You need it. You need it. You need it. How many need a word? How many want to become, Bible says we should be transformed and come into his image. How many want to be transformed? Oh yes. You want to stay the same as you are when you just get born again? No. You must be transformed. Alright? Principle number six is after you are born, after you are saved, that's a new principle we are coming to today, your body is still the same, you must keep it in control. Isn't it? Your body is still the same and you must keep it in control. God should tell me to share with you something in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's turn 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Turn in your Bible. Now I want everybody to be very attentive, especially to this principle, because this is a particular area which gives a lot of problems to people. People don't understand it. You understand what I'm talking about? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Alright, it says, okay, chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 says, For we know, have you found it? Have you found it? Alright, it says, For we know that if our earthly house, okay, now this is not talking about your house at, where do you stay? Bubuashi, it's not talking about the earthly house, where do you stay, sister? Bema camp, it's not talking about the Bema camp house, you understand? Good. Did you come with Lieutenant Mepho? Ah, okay, Bema camp people, there's somebody here. Alright, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, alright, eternal in the heavens. Are you listening? Alright, it says, for in this, or shall I say, in this house we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. He's talking about a house, isn't he? Yeah. What is this house? What is this house? It says, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Verse 4, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Alright, now verse 6 is the key verse that you have to catch. It says, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home, where? Have you found verse 6? It says, therefore, we are always confident, Knowing that whilst we are at home in the where? God is saying that you are at home in the body. Your body is a home. We are absent from the Lord. Alright, verse 8. Just verse 8. It says, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from where? As he's trying to say that he's, he's rather prefers to be dead. Okay, listen. So we are willing rather to be absent from the physical body, the flesh, and to be present with who? You see, when you die as a Christian, you are going at once to be with the Lord, isn't it? Isn't it, my brother? Isn't it? Very good. So God, here Paul is saying that he is willing rather to be absent from his physical body and to be at home with the Lord. All that God is trying to show you here is that your body is just a home. That's right. Amen. If they kill you, they haven't killed you. Mm. If they take you to firing squad, they haven't killed you. If they take you and they shoot you, they haven't, they haven't killed you. Betty, if you are killed, they haven't killed you. You understand? Because your spirit is still alive. The Bible says it's just, it's just a home. And, and you have to see it as that. Now, the Bible says that, well, the, the Bible infers that when you are saved, your body is the same physical body. And you must keep it in control. You see, your body, if you prick somebody who is born again, he will bleed what color? Say it in the mic. Red. 
Red. Somebody who is not born again, when you pick him, what's the color? Red. Somebody who is saved, what's the color? Red. Somebody who is regenerated. The same red blood. The same red blood. No blue. There's no blue anywhere. It's the same body. Now let me show you something. What does your body do? Your body eats. Your body drinks. Your body dances. Your body has sex. Isn't it? And when you get born again, the feelings in your body are the same. That's right. You see, this is what people don't understand. They don't understand how come somebody is born again and the person is doing the same thing that he did some time ago. How come you still feel lazy? How come people commit fornication? Look, there are many Christians who commit fornication. I'm, I'm sad to say that, but it's a reality. There are many Christians who commit fornication or are involving fornication. I mean, we are all allowed to make a mistake. But a mistake is not something that continues on and on and on and on. That's why it means you are planning. But even fornication, you think about it, you have to go into a room, you have to lock the door, isn't it? You have to take off your clothes. It's all that time, it's a mistake. <laughs> so, so at a point, we wonder whether it's really a mistake, but it's a, we're allowed to make a mistake. Now, people wonder, like, how can somebody, can, can you really be born again and do such a thing? The answer is yes, because you're, when you are born again, it's your spirit that is changed. But your body is still the same. Your body has the capacity to do everything that it used to do before. And the Bible says that we must keep our bodies in control. That's right. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. That is a key verse you must all underline in your Bible. You must all have it. I hope you all have Bibles. You are underlining your Bibles. You must underline your Bible. You must have that particular verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 9.6, please. Just give me a little volume. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Everybody must know this verse. It must be underlined in your Bible. Yep. All right? Have you found it? 1 Corinthians. We have 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and 3 Corinthians, isn't it? So I want the first. Do we have 3 Corinthians? All right, first and second. Now we want the first Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. All right, let's even read from verse twenty-six so that you know you understand it. It says, "I therefore so run, not as uncertainly; so fight I, not as one that beateth the air." Amen. It says, "But I keep under my what? My what? Or even another version says, I keep my body in control and do what? Verse, read on, and bring it into what?" Subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. What did he say? He said that I, Paul, who have seen Jesus, who have written more than half of the New Testament, me, Paul, me, I keep my body in control, me, I know what my body can do. I know my body can still commit fornication. My body can still smoke. My body can still get drunk. My body can still be lazy. My body can decide not to pray. My body can decide even go to church. My body can do everything that it used to do. And he said, I, Paul, who have seen Jesus. I, Paul, who have, have talked to Jesus. Jesus told me personally all these things in Ephesians, Colossians, and so on. Me, cry, I keep my body in control because I'm afraid that after, if I don't keep it in control, a time will come when I myself will be cast away. That's right. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Paul, Paul said that. How much more you and me? Paul said, I keep my body in control. Mm, in control. I control it. That's right. 
Because the Bible says that the works of your flesh, the activities, they are clear. Tell the Bible again, Galatians chapter 5. Quickly. I mean, if Paul had to keep his body in control, how about you? How about you? Hallelujah. The works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. When a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. When somebody is born again, the spirit of somebody who is saved is righteous and truly holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. All right. It says, now the works. Everybody say works. You know, Department of uh, Works and Housing. Is there something like that? Ministry of Works and Housing. Okay, or the works or activities. All right, let's read it. The works of the what? The works of the spirit are manifest. The works of the mind are manifest. Look in your Bible. The works of the mind. Emilia, is that what you have? The works of the mind. My sister in the green. The works of the spirit. The works of the what? Hey, listen to what your flesh can... Oh, no, I, I see we've made a mistake. It is the works of the unbelievers' flesh. Look carefully. The works of the unbelievers' flesh are clear. That's what the Bible is saying. Dr. Nosh, I'm sure your Bible says that the works of an unbelievers' flesh are manifest. Can, I, can, can we check? No, sir. Read it out. Verse 19. Is that what your Bible says? No, sir. The works of the unbelievers' flesh. No, sir. So you mean Christian flesh can do this thing? Can, can Pastor T's flesh do this? Let's, let's read it. Let's read it. All right, verse 19. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. The works of the flesh are manifest. That means it's quite clear. Which are these? Number one, what? Number one is what? Two is what? Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, emulations, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, hatred, strife, sedition, heresies, envies, murders. Can a Christian commit murder? Hey! It says that the works of the what flesh? Unbelievers' flesh. The works of the flesh are manifest. Do you have flesh? How many here have flesh? Can I see your hand? So how many here would say that your flesh can do these things? Hey, some of you, your flesh is, is different. How many here your flesh can do these things? The works of the flesh are manifest. All right, very good. How many here are, want to be bold and say that your flesh cannot do those things? Your flesh is, is born again flesh. There is no, no liar here. Okay. The works of the flesh are manifest. You know, it, 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 it reminds me of when, whenever we talk about this thing about when you are born again, your mind, your body is not the, is the same. It can, it can do the same. It always reminds me of something. And um, I remember some years ago, can I have some volume on this microphone, please? I remember some years ago, I went to visit a friend who stays just near my house. And uh, I went to witness to him. Now this was a friend who, that time I was quite young, and he was, he used to show me things. I'd never seen contraceptives before. You, you understand what I'm talking about? I'd never seen contraceptives. He used to tell me about his girlfriends and various things like that. And I'd never seen something. I didn't even, when he showed me, I thought it was headache uh, tablet or something. I didn't know what, what they were. And a time came when I got born again, and I, I went to visit him in his house. And I got into his room and I... So I started to talk about Jesus, that he must be saved, must be born again, and so on. So he said, well, what should I do to be saved? I said, oh, we can just pray. I can just pray with you right now. So he knelt down and 
we just pray together. I, said, I, I, I told him to just pray this prayer after. And so he prayed, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. I receive Jesus as my Savior. I receive Jesus as my Savior. And so on. And we prayed. And, and he got up and he said, Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. And then I, I began, I went and I said, I started to be very bold. It was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I just had lunch and I said, I started to be very bold. I said, you know, there is something else that you need after this. You need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You, you need the Holy Spirit baptism. And I said, what is that? I thought, I said, the Holy Spirit baptism, where you receive the Holy Spirit, you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues. He said, I said, yes, you can have it. So I opened my Bible to Acts chapter 2. I showed him. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. I said, you know, I've never done it before. I was in, I, where, where, I don't know where, where was I, I was in, I was in secondary school. So I've never done it. I said, let's pray. So he just sat down there and I prayed with him. And this brother, you know, this unbeliever, we had not just got born, he just got born again, isn't it? Just got born again and he received the Holy Spirit and he began to speak in tongues. I laid hands on him. The, the boy, he fell on his bed and he began to speak. And I was looking, I was surprised. I was just surprised. Oh, thank God. God is using me. The man is not born again. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. So this brother lay on the bed and I didn't want to stop him. He was speaking in tongues. And so I allowed him to speak in tongues for about 20 minutes and I wanted to go home. So 20 minutes was, was, was up and I just, I just tapped him. I said, you know, then begins with a P. So I said, let it, you know, come up. And I, I just let him sit up and then I prayed with him. And, you know, uh, that, that was it. And I said, thank God. So I'll come and see him later. So I went home. And uh, in the evening, around later on in the evening, I decided to come back to visit my friend. You understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> the man who had just been born again. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> and uh, okay, when I, when I came to the house, I asked somebody at the door, is he in? They said he wasn't in. And I said, oh, I, must, I, must, I must be sure myself. So I went, you know, it's a, it's a big house, there was some, some place there. So I went there myself. And when I got there, you see there's an entrance to the house, there's a, a space, and then another space, another door, and then his door. You understand? So I went in there without knocking, I went to the space, and I got the space. And I was just about to go, he's my very good friend, I've stayed with him, he's a very, very close friend. But just before I opened the door, I said, no, let me just hold on for one second before I, 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 I push the door. And I just stood there. And when I stood there, I began to hear the sound. <laughs> I began to hear, you know, the, the, the boy's girlfriend was in the room with him and they were already committing fornication. So I stood there, just like this, you know, just like this. And I said, no. Here is my friend who was born again. Wasn't he born again? Huh? Wasn't he born, was he born again? Born again, clear. Then, apart from even being born again, to confirm it all and everything else, he received the Holy Ghost baptism and spoke in tongues for about 30 minutes. And he looked at me and said, Dad, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Just three hours or four hours later, he was committed for it. Does it mean that he's not a Christian? Does it mean that he's not, a, he's not born again? Pardon? How many will vote that he's, he's, he's born again or he's not born again? How many will vote that he's, he's really a born again Christian? I can see some hands that are not lifted at the back. How many will say that he's born again? Oh, what about those at the back? Very good. That means you're understanding what I'm saying. The man was born again, but his body, well, see, after you are saved, you see, your body is what? It's still the same. And what must you do? You must keep it in control. 
you'll be surprised what your body can do. I tell you, you'll be surprised. You will do something and say, what? I've been there before. I've done, my body has done things. I couldn't believe that me, Mr. Bishop, act, Bishop and Pope. <laughs> look, your body, Paul, look, Paul himself was afraid of his body. Look, the capacity of your body, you have no idea. And that's why you mustn't allow yourself, you mustn't allow yourself into certain situations. That's but what right. are you going to do there? That's right. Somebody told me that I was going to a disco. I said, my brother, you can't go to a disco. I said, I'm just going to listen to music. Okay. <laughs> you go and listen to music and then the music is going. Then they start to play the cool music. I mean, I've been in such places before. It's a music start playing the cool music. <laughs> And then you're just there. And then, you're just, then you watch people are food and the red light, you see them moving around and so on. Do you not think that your body, look, your body is the same as the unbeliever's body, excuse me. And your body wants to do the same thing. And if you allow your physical body, your physical body is going to do exactly what it used to do. Mm. You will be surprised. In fact, that is why Paul talks in the, in the word of God. Paul says that we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the time he said that, at that in a moment, a time is coming when we shall be changed. We shall change our physical bodies. It's a promise that we are all looking forward to. But for the meantime, now that you are born again, your body is the same. You must keep it in control. You must, you must know how to live in your body. Otherwise, it will do the same. Have you seen a spirit smoking before? How many have seen a spirit smoking before, my sister? Have you seen a spirit smoking before? You, you have. She has seen a spirit smoking before. You have. You haven't. She hasn't. How many have seen a spirit sitting down at a bar, you know, drinking, you know, drinking appetite or quarter or drinking, you know, vodka and, and so how many have seen a spirit there be doing that before it is the body that does that it's the physical body and you must know that this is what your body can do hallelujah oh i said hallelujah otherwise you're going to run into all kinds of problems when you really understand that i i i as i'm standing here i'm different from my body my body is there and i am the, i am the one i am here remember when when lazarus died the bible says that and it came to pass that the rich man died eh? and in hell he lifted up his eyes that means that he, he himself, he was in hell and he lifted up his eyes. So the real you continues to live on somewhere else. Mm. How many are understanding what I'm saying? Your body continues, you continue to live, even though they buried, when, they buried, when he died, they had a wakeeping and they buried him. But his body continues to live on somewhere else. And your spirit continues to live on. You, you must, I want you, if you don't get anything, I want you to begin to see the difference between your spirit and your body. Bible says to be carnally or fleshly minded is death, it will kill you. Because every time you have to come to, you have to come to church or you have to get up to come to church, your body will say, oh, I want to sleep. It's raining, it's cold. It's cold. Don't sleep. It, it's not your spirit. Your spirit is, your spirit is in you, but your body is, is, is different. When your body will feel like doing various things. I remember some years ago, I went to visit a Christian sister. And uh, when I went to visit her, the person I went to visit was not there. So this other sister was there. And this other sister decided to come and see me off. So we started to walk on the road. We're walking on the road, we're walking on the road. The sister got to a point and she said to me, she said, Dad, I'm confused. I said, confused? Confused about what? Then she looked and said, I, I, I think I love you. Scholarship. <laughs> I didn't say scholarship anyway, but I was born again and everything, you know? And uh, so I said, oh, when we got to there, was a, there was a sort of park somewhere. I said, let's go and sit there. Go and, you know, discuss it. Discuss the issue. Caridobes, <laughs> taremendo. I can't hear myself, you know. And so I took this sister. This sister was born again, 
well known as a believer. She was a beautiful, you know, minister in various ways and so on. I mean, born again, tongues, class one, class A, one A. I mean, everything. So we went there and we sat down. I sat there, she sat there. And she began to ask, so what, what, what is it? Because I knew that even she was going to marry somebody else. Yeah, she had already engaged, I mean, was already sort of engaged to marry somebody else. So she was talking, I said, so, my sister, what, what, what do you want me to do about it? You understand? What, what should I do? She looked at me, you know, she was just sitting by me like that. She was just sitting there, hold me or something. <laughs> oh, you understand what I said? Hold me, you know, hold me or something. And you know something? This girl was a very beautiful girl sitting there. My body <laughs> wanted to. You understand what I, if you had pushed me like this, hey! <laughs> My body wanted, you see, but you see, that time I just had this, I just had this particular message. I just understood it that my spirit is still the same. My body, my spirit is new, but my body is still the same. And I must keep it in control. So I remembered First Corinthians. And I told her, you know, I, I remember clearly, I told her that my body feels like it. I mean, I should even have said, my body feels like it, but I will not do it. I will not allow my body to do, to do what it feels like doing. You understand what I, and I could really say that I, I, I am the spirit. I'm new. My spirit says no. My body feels like it, but I keep my body, eh? you understand? I keep it in control. I say, no way. We are going. Hey, let's go. Let me take your hand. You keep it in control. Hold the body. When we wake up in the morning, your body doesn't wake up. No, we are going. Get out of bed and let's go. Hold the body by the and say, we are going. If you follow your body, you will just do, even you will eat, overeat and become very, 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 very fat and get hypertension and other diseases associated with it. If you just follow your body. You mustn't just do what you feel like doing. No. Yeah. Someone said, I do what I feel like doing. I don't feel like coming to you. If you follow your feelings, you are going to end up in hell. That's right. Hallelujah. So the body is the, body is the same. Hallelujah. It's the same. It's the, everybody say, my body is the same. My everybody say, my body is the same. I must keep it in control. I must keep it in control. You, you know, your body, is, your body is not a, you see, ask your body is now, it's not a good body. It has to be changed. Let me show you, Philippians chapter 3. Let's look at the last verse there. Your body, your body really has to be changed. How many are being blessed with the word of God this morning? Philippians, quickly. Chapter 3, the last verse. Chapter 3. Alright, we read verse 20, 21. Alright? It says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may... Who shall change our what? You know something? My, 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 my Bible is a special Bible, so it has, you know, a small letter on top of vile, and it gives the Greek meaning of that word. And the Greek word there is tapenosis. Now that means body of humiliation. Or even of disgrace. Body of humiliation. It is, God says that who will change our vile body or who will change our body of humiliation that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself hallelujah yeah. i want you to know that god is even describing here in the word the body is a body of 
humiliation. Look at the, the, the men of God that have been disgraced. Look at the men of God that have been... How many have heard of the scandals in America and so on? How many have heard of it? Can I see your hand? Yes. It is their body that has disgraced them. It, is, it has humiliated them in front of the whole world. The pastor has to come and stand in front of a congregation and say that I had an affair with a prostitute. I did this to a prostitute. I did this and all of that. It is, it is, it is a, a humiliation. The, the body, your body has disgraced you. And God is saying that he will change our vile bodies. A day is coming when he will change our vile bodies. How many are glad about that? He will change our... He has started by changing your hearts. He has started by changing, and he says that keep your body in control in the meantime. But a day is coming when I will change your vile body. I will change the body of humiliation. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Amen. He says he will change our vile body. You see, when God wanted to help mankind, he started by just changing the heart. You see, when you have a group of people, and they are very bad and very, you know, unruly, maybe a, a group of students, if you want to change them, you cut the leader and you convert the leader. You understand? You change the leader. Then all the others will follow him. And that is why God looked at, the, at man and said, let me change his heart first. When I change his heart, he can keep his body in control. He can renew his mind. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. How many are glad about that, that God is going to change our vile bodies? Amen. And you know, a day is coming. Send your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We look at the last verse and then we pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. A day is coming. The day of the rapture. When we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Alright. Your body is the same. The works of the flesh are the same. I mean, your work, the works of your flesh before you got saved and now they are the same. It's quite clear. Verse 52. Verse 51. 1 Corinthians chapter 51. Alright. 15 verse 51. Underline it. Circle it. Everybody should be able to underline your Bible. If you can't underline that Bible, throw it away and get one you can underline. You must be able to underline your Bible. Hallelujah. My body must be kept in control. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, 52. Let's read it. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Amen. See, Paul is saying, We the believers, we shall be changed. The day is coming. Verse 52 says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. All those who are buried at Osu Cemetery, Awudome Cemetery, in their villages, those that are born again, all right, shall be raised from the dead, okay? And verse 53 says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. You understand? Your mortal body which can die must get a new something, a new body. Immortality is going to be put onto your body. Verse 4, it says, verse 54, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Because at that point you won't be able to die anymore. So we'll be able to say that death is swallowed up in victory. You know, Jesus has a new body. You remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, he was walking through the walls. He just appeared to them. He walked through the wall and so on. When we, get, when, we get, when we get our new bodies, we'll be able to walk through walls. We just, I'm going outside. I just walk through these things and I go outside. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, my new body. Hallelujah. And, and, and that is why when the rapture comes, we'll be able to pass through the roof to get to the sky. 
Because Jesus says that we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And then we shall be caught up into the sky to be with the Lord Jesus. Well, that's what we believe. That's Christianity. All right? Verse 55 says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 52 again. It says, in a moment. In a moment. In a moment. Everybody say, in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet. For the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be what? We shall be what? We shall be. Amen. You are going to be changed. How many are glad that we are going to be changed? I'm glad I'm going to take away this body. This body is a body of humiliation. Amen. It's a shocking body. It's a disgraceful body. It can easily, if you just lose God, it will disgrace you. And say, oh, I believe that. Look at what I've done. A Christian, look at what what I'm doing. Thank God that we shall be changed. But in the meantime, please, in the meantime, what are we supposed to do? What? Keep your body in control. Like Paul said, I keep my body in control. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I should be a castaway. Put your hands together for Jesus for giving us a new heart. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. God has blessed us. Amen. And he has, he has, he has, he has given us a promise. He has changed our hearts. I mean, that, that helps me to understand why sometimes I have certain ideas occur to my mind. You know, because the devil will come and tell you, you're not a believer. If you're a believer, certain things would never occur to you. That's why I feel a certain way. Sometimes I don't feel like reading my Bible. How many have felt that way before? How many have felt that? Honestly, yeah. You don't feel like reading your Bible. That doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It means your body is the same. You must just say, hey, I'm not going to follow my body. Sometimes some of you have felt like having sex with somebody you shouldn't have sex with before. That one, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but I mean, it's true. But how many are glad that one day we shall be changed? Oh, yes. We shall be changed. And when we get to heaven, nobody's going to say, this person has sinned, this person has done that. No, there's not going to be any disgrace anymore. Hallelujah. We're going to be perfect. Our spirits will be new, our bodies will be changed, and we'll dwell with the Lord forever. Amen. Shall we just bow down our heads and want to pray for just a few minutes and we are closing the service. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Paranabashiki. Berendele. Parendusta. Kaperenilon. Bestamolide shaminele. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, you have made us. You have made us new creatures. You've blessed us. You've made us in your image, Heavenly Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I am a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Oh, things are passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's what I I am a new creation. I'm a mm-hmm. 
God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.